Hey everyone, welcome to the Her Head and Films podcast. I'm your host, my name is Caitlin. I am a uh, huge cinema lover and I created this podcast so that I could talk about the films that I watch. Um, I live in a sort of small town, rural area in the south in the United States and um, I don't really have anyone to talk to about films. And so that's the purpose of this podcast, is so I can talk more about the films that I watch and love. If you're new to the podcast, uh, the story behind the title is that a few years ago, I sent an email to a friend. It was it was a time when I was really obsessed with films. Uh, and I said that my head isn't in the clouds, my head is in films. And so that's where the title came from. It became like an inside joke. And I would often say, oh, my, my head is in films. And so when I was thinking about a title for the podcast, I wanted to convey how I'm sort of always thinking about movies. Um, I mean, my first love is literature. I was an English major in college. And I do have a bachelor, um, a bachelor of Arts in English and Women's and Gender Studies as well. I'm very passionate about feminism and writing and books. Uh, I didn't study any kind of film or anything in college, so I'm very much like a, a self-taught when it comes to movies, and it's just a, it's just sort of a passion of mine. It's, I guess it's sort of a hobby in a way. Um, I, I love to watch films. I'm always watching films. Um, it's sort of where my head is these days, is just always watching movies. And so I thought, well, why not start a podcast about it, you know? So uh, that's the genesis of the podcast. If you're new and if you're if you're a recurring or a returning listener, I appreciate your time. I know that time is valuable and time is precious and we don't always have a lot of it. And so I do appreciate you taking the time to listen to the podcast and, um, you know, to engage with it. And I hope that it's helpful or that it exposes you to a new film or or uh, something that you wouldn't ordinarily have watched. Um, so I do appreciate it. Uh, today's episode is dedicated to the 1996 cult classic uh, called Big Night. It is co-directed by Stanley Tucci. He directed the film with his friend Campbell Scott. It's also co-written by Stanley Tucci, so it seems like it's very much a... Um, and a creation of his, of Stanley Tucci. And um, before I get to Big Night, I just want to talk about my love for Stanley Tucci. Um, <laughs> I didn't know it, but he's actually very knowledgeable and engaged with Italian cuisine, which is what Big Night is about. He has a cookbook that he put out a few years ago of Italian food. And um, he's one of those actors that I think is sort of criminally underrated and underrecognized. Um, I came to his work in the 2000s when he was in two romantic comedies that I really adore and one of them is The Devil Wears Prada with Meryl Streep and Anne Hathaway and the other one is Julie and Julia also with Meryl Streep and Amy Adams. And um, I love The Devil Wears Prada. It's one of those films that if it's on TV then I have to watch it. It was actually on just a few weekends ago. It was on the Bravo channel. And um, 
it was probably like a Saturday and I was like well Devil Wears Prada's on I'm gonna have to sit and watch this and so uh, me and my mom watched it because it's just it's one of those comfort films for me sort of like Under the Tuscan Sun and um, or You've Got Mail um, I just have uh, I have certain films and romantic comedies usually that if they're on TV I have to watch them and they give me a lot of pleasure and joy so I loved him in The Devil Wears Prada, and I don't think that film maybe gets the serious analysis that it deserves, you know. People sort of think of it as like this, uh, maybe this frothy uh, fashion drama. And it has the clothes, you know, it's, it's, it's definitely stylish and you fall in love with that. But for me, and maybe I'll do an episode about it, um, not maybe just about the film, but maybe about some of my favorite romantic comedies and why I love them so much I don't know um but what I love about The Devil Wears Prada is that it's much deeper than what people probably suppose it's really about a woman Anne Hathaway who loses herself in something she sells her soul to something that's um that's maybe a bit dangerous and a bit destructive and um, for her it's fashion, it's the world of illusion and fakeness and you know and um, you know she abandons her friend, she abandons her boyfriend and she becomes so consumed with it and Stanley Tucci was an important part of that film he was sort of the most authentic person in the film and very human and you know whereas Meryl Streep's character was very cold and and then of course he did Julie and Julia with Meryl Streep and played uh, played her husband. You know Meryl Streep played Julia Child in the film and he played her husband. And they had such a great chemistry and he just has like this warmth about him. Like it's it's hard for me to explain it. It's it's like oh I want to meet him. Like I want to talk to him. I want to have a conversation with him. He seems so like some actors seem fake. Some actors seem narcissistic and and um he just seems really warm and down to earth and and caring. Like, you know, a few years ago he lost his wife and I remember hearing about that and being really sad for him and um he's just a fascinating person to me. And so recently I had the chance to watch this film, Big Night. It came out in 1996. It sports a stellar, stellar cast. You've got Stanley Tucci. You have Tony Shalhoub, who I absolutely love. He was in Wings, in a TV show called Wings in the 1990s. And then in the 2000s he was on a show called Monk where he played like a detective, like a very idiosyncratic, quirky detective. And I, I watched that show and... I really enjoyed it. You've got Isabella Rossellini. You've got Allison Janney. You've got Campbell Scott. Um, there's a little Mark Anthony in there. <laughs> um, I don't know if some of you know, but Mark Anthony, the one who was with Jennifer Lopez and the singer and all that, um, you know, he does do films every now and then. He's very silent in this film, though. <laughs> but he was good. And you've got Minnie Driver. Minnie Driver's it was sort of around the time she was starting to become really famous like she is I don't know was this before or after Goodwill Hunting it was around the time of Goodwill Hunting so you have Minnie Driver in it this is a really great cast so 
Um, I am going to talk about plot points and things like that. So if you haven't seen it and you don't want it to be spoiled, um, then maybe don't listen to this episode. But I do really want to talk about the film and, and things that happen in it. So um, picture it. It's New Jersey. It's the 1950s. Uh, two brothers, two Italian brothers, move from Italy to New Jersey and they start a restaurant called Paradise. That is the setup for Big Night. We have Stanley Tucci, the younger brother. His name is Secundo, second. And we have the older brother, Tony Shalhoub, primo. And he is the chef. Uh, so Tony Shalhoub cooks the food and Stanley Tucci manages and runs the restaurant. Now, this is 1950s. It's set in the 1950s. It was made in 1996. So in the 1950s, Italian cuisine in America was different than it is now. You know, nowadays we've heard of things like, you know, risotto and, and different kinds of Italian cuisine. In the 1950s, from what I gather in this film, it was much more one-dimensional. It was basically spaghetti and meatballs. When people went to an Italian restaurant, that is what they expected. Well, Tony Shalhoub's character is a very passionate, very um, gourmet chef. He wants to make dishes that are much more authentic to Italian cuisine. And he wants to make things like risotto, like timpano, um, those are some of the main dishes that are mentioned in the film. And when customers come to the restaurant, that's not what they want. They don't want authentic Italian cuisine. They want what they're comfortable with, what they know, and that's spaghetti and meatballs. And so, Paradise is not going so well. The restaurant is failing. The restaurant is suffering. Um, and... Stanley Tucci's character is worried and he's trying to keep it all together. He's trying to keep the business going, but it's failing. And across the street is another Italian restaurant called Pascal's. And um, it's doing great. Uh, business is booming. And what do they sell? Mainly spaghetti and meatballs because that's what people want. So even it sort of sets up this schism that we see even today between people who are very interested and invested in authentic cuisine the authentic mexican food authentic chinese food authentic thai food you know people who are interested in that and then maybe the masses or you know maybe people like me <laughs> who maybe don't have as adventurous of a palate or as complex of a palate and who when they go to a restaurant they just kind of expect certain things even if it may not be authentic to uh, the culture like I just a few days ago I went to a Mexican restaurant that's near where I live you know I got a taco I got some rice I got some cheese dip and chips you know, is that what they really eat in Mexico? I don't know. 
you know, I, I'm, I was, a, and it was interesting because after watching this film, and I've seen it twice, and I've seen it twice within the last month, and I rarely watch a film twice, but I was so enamored with this film that I had to watch it a second time. And so when I was at the Mexican restaurant this past Friday, it's Sunday now, um, I thought about that. I was sitting there and I was thinking, you know, the, I'm eating a very Americanized version of Mexican food. And when I go to the Chinese place where I live and get sweet and sour chicken and white rice, I'm eating a very Americanized version of of food. And it got me thinking about cultures. It got me thinking about got me thinking about and maybe some of you can answer this um you know I'll put my twitter in the in the link or whatever some of you who are from other countries outside of the United States it got me thinking what does it mean when you're in France when you're in Germany when you're in China when you're in Britain what does it mean if there's an American restaurant with American food like here in America and I've never traveled outside of the United States the only way that I know cuisine from China or Mexico um, is through these restaurants. And I realize that what I'm eating at these restaurants is not necessarily what people in other countries eat. It doesn't mean that, oh, in China, this is what they eat. But I do wonder, like, when people think American food, and then I think, well, what is American food? Like, we know Italian cuisine. We know French cuisine. We, you know, what's American cuisine? Is it like a hamburger? Is it fries? Is it a hot dog? Like, what? Like, I got to thinking, like, what has America in terms of food? What have we created? You know? Soul food? Is that? Like, I live in the South, so, you know, what we eat here in the South is different from what they eat in, like, the Northeast or the West. Um, you know, Southern food has a long tradition, and, um, I love Southern food, and I cook Southern food myself, and, you know, fried chicken, and mac and cheese, and, you know, things like that. I wonder, is that exported around the world? Like, do other people in other countries eat Southern food? Like, and then, of course, me being from the South, I know what Southern food should taste like. So, if I went to the West, if I went to the North, um, what they think of as southern food may not be authentic southern food. And that would upset me, right? You know, because I know what it should be. So that's what you have with Paradise. That's what you have with Stanley Tucci and Tony Shalhoub is that they are directly from Italy. And they know what the food should taste like. And they know, and they want it to be authentic and they want it to be real. But the customers don't want that. The customers won't the Americanized version of Italian food because it's the 1950s and that's just how it is. So Chuchi's struggling to keep the doors open. He goes to Pascal's which is across the street and it's run by this very flamboyant man and his wife is Isabella Rosalini and he says look I'll help you out. I'm not going to give you money uh, but I'll have this big band leader, this singer, Louis Prima, who's a real person, Louis Prima, or Louis Primo, no, Louis, Louis Prima. I'll have him come to your restaurant. He'll get you all kinds of press. Journalists will show up, um, reporters and paparazzi, I guess at the time, will show up. And it'll get you some attention for your restaurant. 
And so Tucci believes him. He thinks, okay, uh, this guy's going to get Louis Prima to come to my restaurant and things are going to look up. And so the big night of the title is this meal that him and his brother, uh, Tony Shalhoub, are going to cook for Louis Prima. They invite their friends, they invite all kinds of people that they know um, to come to this big dinner. They, you know, Tucci, Stanley Tucci thinks, well, this is going to, um, this is going to be a reversal of our fortune. You know, like things are going to look up, things are going to get better. And so the night comes and they cook the food and they make the timpano. What's very famous about this film is, is the food and it's it's considered a cult classic of I guess what you could call you know cuisine cinema food cinema and um, there's some really lovely scenes of them cooking the food and they make risotto and they make uh, they make timpano which it sort of looks like a drum you know a timpani I don't know if any of you know what a timpani is but it's a very large drum and it's like this it's it's this it's a pasta and it's got all kinds of stuff in it. I think it had like spaghetti in it, it had eggs in it, it had all kinds of stuff and then it looks like a drum when they took it out and then they sliced it. It's like amazing. It looks really really good too. <laughs> Some of the food looked really good. I wouldn't say that I've been to an authentic Italian uh, you know restaurant. I live in the rural south like you might have like a pizza place like where I live we don't even have like a mom and pop pizza place like we have like Papa John's and Domino's and there's not exactly a lot of diversity in the cuisine that you can eat when you live in a small town you know it's very um we have an olive garden like <laughs> that's that's the extent of really the Italian food that you get around here where I live so um so it was interesting to watch this film and to see all the different food and I love this film and it's so delightful and I said I'm doing my po I'm doing a podcast okay all right I don't know okay I'm just talking I'm just doing my podcast right now all right. That was my mom. Sorry about the interruption there. Um, where was I? Oh, Lord. So, the big night comes, and they've just created a feast. And they keep waiting, and they keep waiting. And they think, well, where is this Louis Prima? You know, he was the... Journalist is there. The photographer's there. They've got music playing. They've got Rosemary Clooney's, you know, Mambo Italiano playing, which I really love that song. They got all this food, you know, for all these people that they invited. They invited friends, and you know, and Louis Prima isn't showing up. Louis Prima is not there, and so Tucci says, "Well, let's go ahead and eat. You know, we have this food. We have all these people here." And so they bring out the food that Tony Shalhoub has fixed. And, you know, Shalhoub's character is, he's a purist. And he's sort of portrayed as like a genius chef. You know, somebody like, you know, Mario Batali. You know, someone who's just brilliant as a cook, you know, at, at Italian cuisine. 
and so they start bringing out the food and and everybody's and what I love about the film it's it's multi it's multi um yeah there's there's multiple things that I love about this film but that scene where they bring out the food and people are sitting at the table and they're eating it and you can see it's almost sexual when you if you were to just show their faces and maybe take out the background and and completely isolate them from their surroundings it would almost look sexual in nature when people are eating this food because food is so sens sensuous um, it's food is pleasure food does bring pleasure into our lives and you can tell that they're just in they are truly in paradise right you know the name of the restaurant paradise and um, it's moving in a way because if you think about it with food you know it's something that we eat three times a day or more and when somebody cooks for us when you cook for someone you're giving them something it's a gift it's an offering and this dinner is kind of like that and it's also like a swan song too for the brothers you know Tony Shalhoub when he cooks this food for people he wants to give them pleasure he wants to give them joy and happiness he wants to feed them and nourish them and we think and when we think about food in our lives it's connected to so many things it's connected to our culture it's connected to our family it's connected to our friends it's connected to our memories um, it's connected to our geography um, it's so many things like for a little while last year I lived in the Northeast um, I lived in New England and um, the food was hard it was hard that there was not southern food there was not um, barbecue barbecue is really big where I live in the south um, there wasn't biscuits there wasn't you know those are, are food that are very um, unique to southern culture and things that are very much a part of our existence fried chicken uh, you know things like that and when I was up north I missed the food I missed the food from my home in the south and it affected me like it was something that was profoundly difficult for me that they had they had different food up here and they didn't have the food that I was accustomed to and and it made me miss home even more it made me even more homesick and so food is very personal and it's very intimate and it's our identity is connected to food for many of us for some people it's not but for some of us it is and, um, and I thought about you know these two brothers from Italy they're immigrants and I'm gonna get more into that in a moment but food is a way for them to hold on to their home it's a connection to their home and it's also how they create home in a new environment how in New Jersey they create a little slice of Italy a little slice of paradise where they are and um, that the big night is it's about so much you know for Stanley Tucci's character it was about saving the restaurant he thought this is what's gonna save us but 
in the end, Louis Prima doesn't show up. Louis Prima was never going to show up because the guy never called him. And it was a setup in a way. It was a very cruel setup. And the brothers learned that. They learned that Louis Prima was never going to be there. And even though it's a loss, even though you know this restaurant's not going to make it, Stanley Tucci and Tony Shalhoub are going to lose their dream. You know, their dream was to have this restaurant. The dream was to, the dream is the American dream, right? That's not going to happen. That's over. But what they had was that night of the food people are so happy the food makes them happy they're dancing they're drinking wine they're um singing along to you know mambo italiano and and uh you know other songs the music is so good in this film you'll love the music it's you know it's italian music and it's uh upbeat music so it reminded me that night, you know, it's, they're dancing, they're, they're joyous, they're full. There comes a time when they've just ate, they've eaten so much food that they like cannot eat one more bite of food. You know what I mean? And, um, you can tell that they're just stuffed and, um, they're, they're full, you know, but they're happy and they play games and, it's interesting because up to that point the restaurant you know night after night had been empty you know nobody was coming to the restaurant everybody was at Pascal's across the street they didn't want to be at paradise <laughs> like a few people would come in you know a few it was the restaurant was just always empty and then on the big night on this night it's full it's full of people it's it's raucous it's riotous it's joyful it's it's alive you know, and the food is what did that. The food brought these people together. The food created like a moment of magic. It created togetherness. It created unity. It created community. It created, you know, happiness and joy. And you have the feeling that these people in this room are probably going to remember this moment the rest of their lives. Like this evening was just so beautiful, even though it's the end of something right it's the end it is the end of paradise and of this restaurant but it's beautiful at the same time it's it's bittersweet you know um it made me think of uh, a film called babette's feast i don't know if any of you have seen it it's based on um an isaac dennison novel or story um and it's about a woman who it's been a long time since I've seen it, but it's about this woman who, um, she creates this feast for a group of people. Oh, God. I want to say Sweden, but I could be wrong. And she, she does this feast in a place that's, it's a Nordic country. Let's just say that. It's very cold. It's very grim. It's very bleak at times. You can tell that the people, you know, they're not exactly the happiest people. And, um, it's these two sisters. Their father has died. And I think they, um, Babette, they take on Babette as like, uh, a helper, you know, someone that cooks for them and helps them at their home. 
and she wants to I think she's leaving and she wants to um, she wants to create this feast for the community for the community and um, and so she does and it's this very rich like French food I think so you're in a Nordic country the cuisine you know is a bit different and but she wants to do a, a feast of very like rich uh, delicious food for them and it's probably the first and last time that they're going to eat food like that. And so she does it. And it's like this beautiful night. Like I remember watching the film years ago. I loved it. And it's like, it's this gift. She's giving a gift to them. That I'm going to create this meal for you. This very memorable meal. She goes to all kinds of uh, lengths to get the food. Uh, she pays for it. She pays for the feast. And um, she just makes these elaborate dishes, and it's just, um, it's beautiful. And you see the people smile. You know, it's like the dead of winter. I think it's like winter time. And um, it might be Denmark, because isn't Isaac Denison Danish? She might be. Um, but I think it's Denmark. But it's it's one of those Scandinavian or Nordic countries. And um, she she gives them this beautiful evening of great food and it really is her gift to them and when I was watching Big Night for the second time <laughs> I was reminded of that I was reminded of um, of Babette's feast and of how um, how this food really brings people together you know and how it um, you know, when we think about food, often we'll think about family gatherings. We'll think about Thanksgiving or Christmas, especially here in the U.S. You know, families may not always get together, but when they do, there's usually food involved. And so, food can be a way of bringing people together, bringing families back together, you know, for better or worse. And so, that's what I loved about Big Night. I loved that final hurrah you know of, of these brothers and um creating this meal and um even though it's the end of something it's the end of of their dream it's also it's also a beautiful night you know it's a night of celebration a night of good food you know a night of dancing and and talking and having fun and like being alive you know when you think about a great meal you think about when you go out to a restaurant it's so much about celebrating life and just uh, just celebrating being alive right and um so there's a lot of layers to the film and it's it's about first of all it's about two brothers you know it's about um you know, Stanley Tucci tries to protect Tony Shalhoub. He isn't totally honest about how much the business is failing. He's trying to protect his brother. Um, you know, Tony Shalhoub is the more sensitive one. He's really the artist. I mean, if you think about chefs and you think about food, there is an art to it. You know, there is an art to that type of cuisine. It's not cuisine that I've had before. You know, I haven't, you know, I don't have the money to go to really fancy restaurants and I don't totally understand the foodie phenomenon you know I'm I'm a working-class person I just don't have a lot of money and I don't have access to really fancy or expensive restaurants where they might make food like that so it's not really part of my experience but I know that it, it 
it is important to a lot of people that that kind of food um, you know a more expensive food a more um, fancy food I, I, I guess fancy is a value judgment in a way I don't mean to you know judge anyone you know who is a foodie you know that's not what I'm trying to do I really don't know the terms to use for it it's it's just more expensive food you know the gourmet stuff or you know even like sometimes I'll see like commercials for like Blue Apron you know or plated and I look at food like that and it's just not recognizable to me you know I eat like simple food <laughs> Um, I've been trying to eat healthier lately, so I've been eating like a lot of grilled chicken and like broccoli or mushrooms and things like that. So I have been trying to incorporate more vegetables into what I eat and stuff, but um, I just, I eat really simple food, to be honest. So, but I know that a lot of people do value that kind of food and they have the money to afford it. And so, um, so... Uh, Tony Shalhoub's character creates food like that, you know, in very authentic Italian cuisine. And he's passionate about it, and he is an artist in a way, if you think about it. And he's very sensitive, and, you know, you can see Stanley Tucci trying to protect him. And and um, he wants them to stay together. At the end, you know, Tony Shalhoub mentions, well, there's a job in Italy with our uncle. I might go do that. And... I get the sense that Stanley Tucci was trying to keep him and Tony Shalhoub together. That he want he didn't want them to be separated. He wanted them to come to America and make it and create something together. And that brings me to the theme of immigration, of the immigrant experience, um, and the American dream. I thought this um, film was really interesting and really complex when it comes to the immigrant experience in that you see Tony Shalhoub and Stanley Tucci they've come from Italy they have a dream um, they felt like in America is where they could create that dream where they could have the restaurant um, and they could have the life that they want to have and um but it's very it's more complicated isn't it you know we get this myth in america that oh this is the greatest country on earth and everybody comes here for a better life but not everybody that comes here finds a better life and that's what doesn't get talked about is that sometimes when immigrants get here they struggle not all of them realize their dreams or their plans and you see in these two brothers that struggle. You see that it's not easy. That um, the American dream is not necessarily always within reach. Um, because they failed, didn't they? You know, this is... And, and, and that's what's interesting about the film is that this is not a film about triumph. You know, this is not a film about, oh, well, you know, Louis Prima showed up and... And it saved the restaurant, and they're going to be okay. They're not going to be okay. They're going to be okay in other ways. But they have to confront the death of their dream. That they were going to have paradise. They were going to create a kind of paradise for themselves in America. In this new land. They had the skills 
you know, Tony Shalhoub is a brilliant chef. They had the passion, but it didn't work out. Um, you know, at one point, Stanley Tucci goes to the bank and he tries to get a loan or he tries to get more money. And they just tell him flat out, it's not going to happen. We can't give you money. So he's trying to hold this, uh, this together. He's trying to keep it going and he can't. And it's and he's really someone, Stanley Tucci's character, who's having to confront his own impotence, his own inability to save the restaurant. And and failure. Yeah, I mean, we don't like to use that word in the US. We don't like to talk about failure. We want to talk about triumph and overcoming everything. And, oh, you can do anything if you work hard enough. And Stanley Tucci says that at one point. He talks about how, you know, he believed that, oh, if I work hard enough, if I work hard enough, you can you can have it all. And I would think maybe it's even harder for immigrants to maybe deal with failure. They may feel like they need to succeed. You know, I mean, failure is hard for anybody. But you know when you go to another country and you have these hopes and dreams and then you have to accept well maybe this is not going to happen and so Stanley Tucci's character has to confront his own failure and um it's not easy it's not an easy thing and um you know he's trying to take care of his brother he's trying to keep everything from falling apart and there comes a point when he can't do that anymore when things do fall apart when he learns that Louis Prima is not going to be coming and then him and Tony Shalhoub are on the beach fighting <laughs> like they get in they get in a physical fight with each other because and at one point Tony Shalhoub's character says this place is eating us alive and he means America he means America is eating us alive he I get the sense the Tony Shalhoub character misses Italy and doesn't mind going back to Italy and maybe becoming a chef at a, at a restaurant in Italy. It seems to be Stanley Tucci who is trying to escape Italy and is really wants to create um, this new life in America and he wants to succeed and, and um, you know, the Tony Shalhoub character is just beaten down you know he's tired he's and he says that he says it twice he says this place is eating us alive you know look what it has done to them you know once they were brothers they were close and now you know they're on the beach you know kicking each other you know it's it's tearing them apart because um, they so desperately want to succeed and they so desperately wanted to make this dream a reality and it's not going to happen but i think that makes the movie even more resonant is that here in america there are all kinds of entrepreneurs all kinds of people that start businesses we're very much a country of entrepreneurs a country of business small businesses and but the, the myth is that everybody makes it the myth is well if you just work hard enough you can make it and it's not the truth and it's not the reality you don't think janitors work hard you don't think fast food workers work hard yes they work hard 
but they're not making enough to live on. There was just a study that was released yesterday that said millennials, I'm included in that, I am a millennial, I'm 27 years old, make 20% less than their parents did when they were their age. So a millennial with parents, when your parents were your age, when your parents were 27, they were making more than you're making now at 27. 20% less we make than our baby boomer parents made at this, like in the 1980s. So this idea that, well, if you just work hard enough, you'll make it. No. There is real inequality. There is real inequity going on in the United States. And I'm not saying the movie goes into all that. But I'm saying I think it's pretty radical. I think it's pretty... Um, a little bit subversive even for the film to end with failure to end with the death of a dream <laughs> you know with the end of the restaurant not the salvation of the restaurant you know that's interesting because I think a lot of people can relate to that even if you haven't had a business fail even if you haven't started a business you know what it's like to fail you know what it's like to have a dream that isn't coming true. I mean, I have a lot of dreams, and I had a lot of dreams when I was a kid. Basically, none of them have come true. You know what I mean? Like, I had a lot of dreams for my life, and none of them have materialized. None of them have, you know, I, I wouldn't say I'm a successful person. I wouldn't say my life is successful. And so, in that way, I do relate to Stanley Tucci and Tony Shalhoub's characters and feel like, well, God, you know, <laughs> I feel a sense of failure. And, um, and that's what they're having to confront with that film. And I wouldn't say that's like a popular thing in the United States especially. It's all about succeed, succeed, succeed. And the myth of the American dream that, oh, you can have it all if you work hard enough. No you know no um, they did work hard it just didn't work out you know some things just don't work out and um and that's a big part of that film and probably as great as the scene is when they're cooking all the food and you know the big night itself when everybody is um, dancing and drinking and enjoying themselves there's such a poignant moment it's at the end it's the last scene and it's in one shot they did it and it's it's such a simple scene and it was just the perfect ending to the film it's the it's the next morning it's the morning after the big night you know when they know that louis prima was never going to be there anyways they know that the restaurant's over that what they had dreamed of is not going to happen and it just shows Stanley Tucci um, they're in the kitchen of the restaurant and and he just cooks them some scrambled eggs he scrambles them some eggs Mark Anthony's there um, he puts them in a plate and then they sit and eat them and then Tony Shalhoub shows up and um, Mark Anthony leaves and it's just Stanley Tucci and Tony Shalhoub Secundo and Primo you know the two brothers and it's just them sitting there eating scrambled eggs and it's it's just it's a simple dish and it's a simple moment and it's just such a poignant way to end the film 
you know, even though the night before they were, you know, fighting on the beach, you know, and falling apart and confronting, you know, the disintegration of, you know, everything that they had worked so hard for, they're together again. You know, they are brothers. You get the sense of affirming that bond, affirming that brotherhood, affirming that friendship that they have, affirming the love that they have for each other. This is a film about love, isn't it? It's about the love between two brothers. A love that, you know, propelled them to create a restaurant out of love, out of their love for Italian cuisine. And out of Tony Shalhoub's love for cooking and his desire to um, cook for people and to give them something that they'll love and give them great food that's going to make them happy. And, and you know, and, and Stanley Tucci tried to protect him out of love. And, and um, all of it's for love, isn't it? And it's like they just sit there together and that's how it ends they're just eating scrambled eggs and it just was like the perfect way to end the film and to just say you know we still love food we still love each other the restaurant's not going to work out but you do get the sense that they will be okay they will get through it you don't know what's going to happen you don't know does Tony Shalhoub go back to Italy what does Stanley Tucci do next you know there's so many unanswered questions, of course, but you just get the sense, well, no matter what happens, they're going to support each other and love each other, and they're going to be there together. They're going to get through it together. And um, it just was, oh, it's just one of the best films I've seen. And from what I've read, it, it sort of uh, revolutionized in, like, the cooking world that a lot of people like Mario Batali and different chefs love the film. There's a lot of great catchphrases in it if you watch it. It's it's very funny. It's it has some really, you know, um humorous moments and um but maybe it sort of raised awareness in the US about like different Italian cooking and cuz the 90s I think is also when Food Network, you know, starts to get off the ground and get really popular and so people like Mario Batali and um, what Bobby Flay does he do Italian food? I'm not sure, um, but different Italian or um, Emerald Emerald Lagasse, um, they start to bring different Italian food to the masses, I guess you could say. And so it was sort of like this little cult film. You know, I had never heard of it before, but I mean, it has had an impact. And just last year, it um, it celebrated its 20th anniversary. And I did see a few pieces, you know, um, written about it. Uh, bon Appetit did an interview with uh, Stu with Tucci and Sh Shalhoub and Isabel Rosalini and Minnie Driver, and that was interesting, you know. And as I said, Stanley Tucci uh, he wrote an Italian cookbook a few years ago, so it seem it seems like from what I gather, Tucci is very interested in Italian food and comes from an Italian background and knows a lot about food and cuisine and and so he did a cookbook and it looked really good I was looking at it on Amazon um, like the preview and um, I mean a lot of it sounded really good so um, it looks like that's something that he's really interested in and I hope he makes more films like please 
Stanley Tucci make some more films because wow Big Night was just exceptional and um I really you know if you get a chance to see it or or you catch it on TV or you want to rent it on Amazon it's 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 for people if you like food movies you know um if you like Stanley Tucci if you like romantic comedies or you like something that's a little bit light you know and 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 really lovely to watch you know it has its serious moments but it's the fashion's great the music is great it's like this opera and like different italian songs and um you know it's about food it's about life it's about love it's uh it's it's got i think it's got a little bit of everything it's it's just such an enjoyable fun film and I watched it twice I watched it in December of last year 2016 and then I rewatched it a few days ago you know in 2017 uh, you know in January so I loved it I was like I've got to watch it a second time I I just wanted to you know I didn't want to miss out on it and so I rarely watch films a second time you know I'm not someone that tends to do that um, I mean, I have certain films that I watch on an annual basis, usually. Um, usually, like, uh, The Double Life of Veronique, um, is a big one for me, or The Piano by Jane Campion, and, um, so there are certain films I do try to watch once a year if I can, but, um, oh man, Big Night, you really can't go wrong with it, it's just so delightful and so wonderful, and, well written, well acted, amazing cast. Um, you you won't go wrong with it. And like I've like you've heard me talking, so many layers. You know, so much to to look at there, and so much to to find um, relatable and interesting. And and you really do think about it too. You know, but it appeals to the senses as well. It's one of those films that just appeals to your senses and. You know, with the music and the fashion and the um, the food and all of it. So, I think I'll stop there. I think I've said pretty much, um, you know, everything that I wanted to say about the film. Uh, if you get a chance to see it, definitely do. It's just delightful. And from beginning to end, it's just... It's why why you go to the movies you know it's just something so enjoyable and it gives you pleasure and you know sometimes you need the serious films but sometimes you need the films that like just make you feel good you know yeah well I thank you for listening and um I hope the podcast was helpful in some way and um I wish you well thank you bye